Welcome in to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty, running solo again for this episode. Um, had to jump on because I really can't even wrap my mind around what has transpired today. Um, there was a day in 20, the 15, 2015 offseason when DeAndre backed out of the Dallas contract and we had the emojis and Blake blocking the door and all that. And that up until today was the craziest social media slash NBA day that I could remember. Um, and yeah, today's topped it. I, I'm having trouble even thinking straight right now. So many thoughts and opinions running through my head. So instead of uh, just thinking them in my head and saying them to myself. I thought I'd jump on, put a microphone on, and record them. So here we are. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know where to start. I guess we should start with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they they pulled it off, man. Congrats to them. They really did it. They they pulled it off. They um. <laughs> They got KD and they got Kyrie um, and also DeAndre Jordan for an ungodly amount of money for the caliber of player he is now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, this obviously next year we're not going to – this coming year we're not going to see what this team is because um, no KD. But props to them, man. There was not a few years ago where they were – it was only a few years ago where they were the worst situation in the NBA. Didn't look like they had any hope at all. And now um, they're, they're, they signed two of the top free agents and one of the greatest players of all time in Kevin Durant. Um Obviously, like I said, we're not going to see that this year. This, but for they got them all. They got them both for four years, so we'll get three years of Kyrie and Katie together, um, more than likely. And it's interesting because I can see this team. Obviously, they're going to be really good, uh, and that they have a good roster around them with with Dinwiddie, Jared Allen and etc. The Nets have done a very good job of building that roster and they were in much better position than the Knicks if they were to miss out where they would still be okay and still be, okay, you know, we've drafted all these guys, you know, they would have been all right. But now you land the, these two guys with the rest of the roster that now obviously you lose D'Lo, but that, you know, you add Kyrie. So everything else is part of a playoff team last year. And, um, and then you get KD coming the following year. So off the Achilles, I can let, but sorry, I got sidetracked there for a second, but I can see this team losing to some random average to a good team that plays hard every night in on like random January, December, February, March nights where KD and Kyrie are moody and they don't want to try on defense and etc. 
But when it comes winning time, when it comes playoff time, this is going to be an absolutely terrifying team because Kyrie gets even better in the playoffs just because of his skill set. And then KD is one of the greatest players of all time. That's he's his resume and his skills speak for themselves. So, yeah, obviously home run, amazing day by the Nets. They really, they really did it, man. Um, congrats to them. Congrats to their fans that have stuck through all that, the bullshit, uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade. Um, nah, wow. I, I, that starts off the day. We knew Kyrie was going. Um, I had heard KD was going. And then then you, I heard that the GSW, the Warriors noise, uh, really picked up today. So um, you knew that Steph flew out there. You knew that uh, with Bob Myers and all that. So you thought maybe they convinced him. But uh, then I talked to someone else that confirmed it was the Nets. So that starts off the, the, uh, the craziness, right? You know, that it just – they got them. They got them. And, they, you know, the next year I don't think they are – they are. I don't think they're a t- they're a title contender next year, but the next the year after that, they they definitely are the next year after that. So, and for the foreseeable future, um, they're going to be a really good team next year, though I'd imagine. I think they'll be, I think they'll be fairly good. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't want to drag this out too long. I wanted to get a guest on with me, but um, it fell through. Um, hmm. And anything I don't I don't really have anything else on the Nets. Um, they did it though. Props to them, man. They really pulled it off. So then after that, kind of everything started. This this market, I can't now. Maybe I'm just misremembering things or not remembering. I can't remember a market, free agency market that moved as quickly as this one did. I mean, all these moves were tonight, y'all. Like crazy. Um, so then after that, it just opened up the floodgates. Um, the next place I'm going to go because that's my squad. And next is Boyan Bogdanovich, um, has signed, signed with the Utah jazz. Um, I talked how, you know, I talked how good the jazz were going to be after the Conley trade. And now, so I guess I'll throw Ed Davis in there too because they got him too. And this team now is 100. Right now as it currently sits, I think this team, if it sits like this, obviously there's st- – Kawhi Leonard still needs to sign. Turns out Kawhi Leonard's a really good player, so he still needs to sign. But as it currently sits, I think this is the best team in the West. I think if it if the Lakers don't get Kawhi, the Jazz will be my pick to win the West. This team – is just kind of loaded right now. Not even kind of, it's loaded. I feel confident in saying that um, they'll have a top 10 defense and a top five offense. Uh, That's what you need to win a championship in the NBA. Elite offense, elite defense. Uh, They, in previous years, and like I talked about on the Conley episode, so if you want my reaction to the Conley news, just go back and listen to that one. Um they had so many non-shooters on the floor uh and now 
they don't. <laughs> uh, it's crazy because now they don't. You know, now they can stretch the floor. Now there, there's going to be a lot of spacing in this offense, which is just going to make this offense even more pretty. You know, the way they do their dribble handoffs and the way they move the ball and all that. It's 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 amazing. It's awesome. Uh, let's and this team's going to be really freaking good. I think they're going to win high fifties next year, and I think they could get. Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to, but I think they could get into the 60s uh, for wins. This team is just, it's just a, it's a really good team. It's built together perfectly. Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck have just, have just had such, such an amazing, amazing off season. I mean, uh, I tweeted out um, and I'll say it again, but like, you lit on here. You literally could not have scripted um, this off season any better for the Jazz. And then they they go in and they sign Ed Davis, um, a very good pickup. Two for ten was his was his deal. And um, yeah, so more on more on uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, so last year he averaged eighteen points a game. Uh, he shot, he shot, um, his effective field goal percentage was 57%, 80% from the line. Uh, and his three point percentage was 42% career, 38% free throw shooter. And I talked about last week how in Snyder's offense, it just generates more and more open looks. So I can, I, I think he's going to shoot over 40 points again at uh, 40% again. And I think the points per game are going to say, you know, maybe it dips a little. Again, I talked about how just such a equal opportunity offense that the Jazz run. So maybe that dips a little, but I don't think so. Indiana, kind of the same way. They shoot a lot more mid-range shots and they don't really get as, they not even close to they get the shot quality the Jazz gets. So I just think he's going to, perfect fit, perfect fit. I mean, really, he's just going to excel in this offense. Um and I'm looking at news right now. That's why you hear the pauses. There's another one. Uh, Shams uh, tweeted out, Denver Nuggets rising star Jamal Murray has agreed to a five-year, $170 million contract extension. The news just won't stop today. But um, anyway, so, yeah, it's a perfect fit. It, You know, it, it really, this starting five is elite, elite, elite. It doesn't really get much better than this. And then after that, a few hours after the, a few hours after they signed him, uh, the Jazz weren't done. They signed Ed Davis. Uh, literally, uh, I was someone told me that Davis news, and I like fist pump, like pump, you know, um, because he's a perfect backup center. He's a great, great rebounder, awesome rebounder, and he's gonna crash the boards hard for the Jazz. Um, <clears throat> more notifications. Uh, okay, never mind. Um, but he's going to be a great backup center. Uh, obviously, with the Bogdanovich news, the Jazz uh, then traded Derek Favors to the Pelicans. Someone told me two second-round picks for Favors um, is what the Jazz got back, but I, I haven't seen that confirmed anywhere. Um, uh, Tony Jones said they were getting assets and I have assets and picks, so I thought it they might begin a player back too. 
but so far that's still kind of waiting on that somehow i i don't know how that hasn't come out yet but um that one's tough i i talked about i think on the conley episode just how much i love Derek favors i really do um i just want to quickly shout out him um just amazing man I, i tweeted a few times like he should get his jersey retired someday what he did for the franchise i mean he came over in the d will trade guys like man he's been there since day one really uh and he's just true jazz man awesome awesome player um i love you DJs. there's uh, there's absolutely no chance you're listening to this obviously but i love you man i i think you're the best uh some great d faves moments this last year when he dunked on uh Ilya Sova and then he screamed he can't fuck with me he can't fuck with me i mean that's that's d phase man he's he's a dog he's got that type of attitude he's he's just the best man and then other moments bigger moments that was just a cool moment there um he he just he played hurt in that playoffs against the clippers a few years ago and he balled out in game seven when Rudy really could didn't have it that game and he balled out and he saved them he was huge in the OKC series the following year he played her he t- accepted any role that he was given you know sometimes he wouldn't start games he didn't care he'd still go in there and fight his ass off and then sometimes he would and, and he wouldn't finish games and he didn't care he never said a word about it he never said a thing about it this guy is the utmost professional and i'm gonna miss him i'm gonna miss him obviously this makes the jazz better and i'm happy about that and i'm super super excited for the season now this team's gonna be gonna be awesome um but i'm gonna miss him man he's he's one of my favorites and he's always gonna be i love you d phase best of luck in new orleans man and i'm also happy he got traded to a super fun team you know a team that Honestly, I think can contend for a playoff spot right away with the core they have. That's a super fun team he's going to. And guys, a a thing that's kind of, it seems like D-Fave's been in the league forever because he kind of has, but he came in so young. D-Fave's only 28. He's still, he's still got his whole, a lot of, a lot of games left. He's still in his prime, man. This guy, and he's also working his ass off. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets even better. He's going to be awesome for the Pelicans. Um. You know, he can't stretch the floor still. He's but still he's worked on the threes multiple off seasons in a row now. Uh, but we haven't seen it in games really consistently, so he can't stretch. So we'll see how that works next to Zion. But at very worst, he's gonna continue to do what he does, and that's just dominate backup centers and backup big men because they can't fuck with him, like he said, man. I love you, D Faves. All jazz fans do, man. You're the best. You're seriously the best. Thank you for the years. Thank you for everything. You're the best. Um, so yeah, definitely shout out to him, but back to this jazz team before we move on to the other craziness that happened today. Um, this team is so good. I said it was the best jazz team in the last 20 years before they made, they signed Bogdanovich. Now, I mean, now everyone's talking, you know? Jay Williams, Max Kellerman, The Ringer, uh, you know, a ton of people um, have said, like, Skip Bayless, you know, 
you know, not the biggest Skip Bayless fans on this podcast, but still, like, even national guys are like, the Jazz are going to be freaking awesome next year. And that's, and I saw Worldwide Wob, he said that he thinks, like, right now, as currently, it, as it currently sits, the Jazz are the best team in the West. You saw other people say very similar stuff. You saw Ryan Rosillo say he loves this Jazz team. These are national writers and national reporters, national TV guys, man. I'm telling y'all, this doesn't. This type of attention never happens to the Jazz, man. Never. Um, it 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 just doesn't. Like the fact that people are like the Jazz are my pick. Oh, Royce Young, Oklahoma City writer, ESPN writer. He said that he thinks the Jazz are the favorites in the West right now. Uh, I mean, people are saying this about our team, guys, about our team, our team, that our team, man, like that just that that never has happened in my lifetime where people talk about like like this. You know, it used to be where you really can only trust the fan base's opinion on the team because nobody else really uh, really digging into the jazz, you know, really paying attention. You know, we kind of just out here just chilling, winning games, but we never a true contender. Um, now, now we are and getting a lot of attention and <laughs> I can't even believe it, man. I I, I was sitting there w- with my fam, you know, and I was just like, I can't believe this. And they, like I said, on the Conley episode, they still got to go prove it on the court. But man, this really happening for us. <laughs> It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. I'm so happy. I'm on cloud nine right now. We really about to do this thing, man. Like I said, pray. I didn't say this, but I tweeted it, man. Kawhi, I know you're not listening either, but you gotta take you gotta stay, bro. You gotta stay in Toronto. Don't don't go to LA, man. Run that shit back with the Raptors. Run that shit back. Um, cause if they don't get him. Like I said earlier, I think the Jazz will win the West. I really do. And we're months and months away from that. And we still got a whole season to play. And injuries happen. And this can happen. And that can happen. Um, But, man, I I really love this team, man. And on paper, they look fantastic. Um. Yeah, so I think that's all I got on the Jazz, but there's a lot more to get to. So next, let's get to what just kind of happened right before I jumped on. D'Angelo Russell (laughs) signed the trade to the Golden State Warriors. What is happening today? What is going on? This is bonkers. This is crazy. This is absurd. This is nuts. Um, I don't even really, like, this one's hard to process. Um. Lose KD and the same day you get D'Lo, but you trade Iggy. You trade Iggy to Memphis to clear up the space. Um, I don't know, man. I, I originally I was like, damn, man, Bob Myers, he's he's a genius, you know. This is incredible. He really saved the day, and I think he still might have. But it, it's a weird fit next to Steph. Um, on both sides, Steph's obviously more than willing to play off ball, as Steve 
because he's just the best teammate in the league <laughs> and accepts any role, even though he's one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league. Um, so, but like on defense, it's, it's iffy, it's sketchy because D'Lo is a legit bad defender. Steph's a good defender. Don't listen to anyone who tells you he isn't, but, uh, D'Lo is a legit bad defender and just those two in the same backcourt, uh, you know, and then when Clay comes back again, like they, I think they're going to be really good on offense. I'd imagine they will, but it's just weird how it all fits. I don't like losing Iggy. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't really, I need to, I need to maybe sit on this a little more because like I said, originally I was like, dang, this is a great move for the Warriors. They're going to be back, you know, they'll be back. Definitely. I thought they'd be a playoff team anyway, just because of Steph and Dre and Clay coming back in February or March, whenever he comes back. And now with D'Lo, I definitely think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're, I think they're, I don't know. I don't want to say that, man, because I don't want to, I don't want to count these guys out no matter what, just because Steph, Clay and Dre, man, they'll, they'll die for this shit. You know, they, they will, they'll always be in the mix in my opinion, because of the type of respect I have for them and, what I think is Steph, especially. So, so I don't know, man. I, I, I think that the D'Lo as a player is interesting because D'Lo obviously had a great season, <clears throat> but I didn't know if it was a sustainable season just because the fact he still didn't get to the free throw line that much. Um, he's always been a great passer, so that'll help playing in that Warrior system. Um, Obviously not a good, very good defender at all. But I think in Kerr's system, he can, I thought his, I thought whoever played, I think the Warriors overpaid, I do. And I thought whoever signed D'Lo to the max, because he knew he was going to get the max, was going to, that was going to be an overpay. But what I will say is in the Golden State offense, I think his efficiency can, um, I think it's still going to dip because I just – what he did last year, I just don't think having that type of season again is sustainable unless he starts getting to the line more. But in Golden State's system, it's it, it, it does create a lot of good looks too. They they have pass and cut, the ball moves, you know, off-ball screens, everything, you know. So I think in that system, D'Lo can keep at least – somewhat close or pretty close to the same efficiency um, in that offense. And then, you know, I like it for the Warriors just because it's an asset, you know, at very worst, that's not, and that's not even, I mean, shit, man, people are saying Wiggins is going to get traded, man. I don't think now, because I think that was kind of like, Oh, they're going to try and get D'Lo. But if that's possible, which we haven't seen, but like, if the Wiggins contract's movable, then no contract is unmovable. And D'Lo, how young he is, what he's shown already, that contract's going to be movable. You can get stuff back for that. At very least, it's an asset. It sucks to lose Iggy. Iggy's a legend there, man. I love Iggy. I love Andre. I don't think he likes to be called Iggy, but I love Andre. Um, So that's tough. I mean, losing KD and Andre in the same day, damn, man, that's that's rough for the Warriors fans. Um, Both both legends in that area brought home titles. Um, 
but yeah, at very least, D'Lo is an attractable asset that you can move for um, <clears throat> something next year when Clay gets back, and you want you want to pay pay, pay Dre um, what Dre's owed. You know his contracts up next summer, so yeah, I, I like it on the Warriors. And then Memphis getting Iggy. You know, Iggy did say that uh, the only reason he hoops anymore is because of Steph. So maybe Iggy retires. Maybe Iggy wants to get bought out so he can go to a contender. We'll see. I'd imagine that would at least happen in the middle of the season because, like I, I talked about, um, I think a little last week, last week when the Conley episode is. Memphis isn't going to be a contender anytime soon. Nice young core. They've done a really nice job, actually, with the, what they received back for Conley and everything. And they signed uh, Jonas Valanciunas today, re-signed him, which, you know, uh, whatever to me. I, but I, I don't think they're even close to a contender, especially in the West, which, be by the way, that's going to be an absolute bloodbath again for the millionth straight year. Um so I could see Iggy getting bought out. Hey, maybe he goes back to Golden State, you know, um, or maybe he goes to another contender. If the Jazz got Iggy, I don't care, man. Go get Kawhi. The Jazz are going to the finals. Like, forget it, you know. But it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, another thing. Let's see. Jimmy Butler. Sign and trade to the Miami Heat, but now the deal is dead. <laughs> um, not sure really what's going on there. Hoping to get an update soon. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. Uh, but speaking of Philly, Al Horford to the Sixers. Tobias Harris re-signing with the Sixers. Um, Philly's going to be damn good. I think, and the the size they can throw out there on the court is something that honestly is something like we've never even seen before. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the size that they have: Simmons, Embiid, Horford, Tobias is tall. Like, I mean, that's nuts, man. That's just insane. We've never. And then uh, if the trade does go through, which I saw someone say the deal is dead, and then I saw someone said they think they can still get it out. And then so they got Richardson. They got so much size on that team. I think that team's going to be awesome. Like, we'll see how it all fits together. People were wondering about Embiid and uh, Horford's fit. I think that's going to be fit fine. Horford can stretch just fine. Embiid, Horford doesn't need the ball. Horford rarely posts. He's a passer. I think the high-low game with Horford could be – and Embiid could be really good. And then, you know, we'll see. It's always going to be weird with Simmons in there because just his, not even his inability to shoot, just his lack of not even ever wanting to shoot is always going to make Philly's fit a little different. But the, the amount of talent that Philly has is it's pretty, pretty dang good, man. And um, they're going to be right there in the East. I think I'd probably have them as it depends with Kawhi. We got to still, it shouldn't make any predictions until everything has fallen into place, but um, they're going to be awesome. I think, I think they're going to be a top three seed in the East um, is what I would say. And they'll definitely have a chance to make the finals. Uh, another finals contender, the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, they lost Malcolm Brogdon. 
sign and trade to the Indiana Pacers. They got some draft picks for that. But they basically ran it back with everybody else. They, they got the Lopez brothers now. They got Brooke back, big signing. Uh, they got Hill back. Obviously, they signed Bledsoe early in the season. They got Middleton back. Um, the Bucks are going to be really good again. They're great. They have a great coach. They have uh, one of the best players in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and then they got their – I mean, Brogdon – I mean, look, they were fine without him, like, in the playoffs. Like, that – they beat Boston's ass without him. I think Brogdon is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think Brogdon has become a little bit overrated. And I like Brogdon. I do, but I don't think he's as good of a defender as everyone says he is. Um, and yeah, I think they'll be all right losing him, even though I do like that for Indiana. He's a good player. I just don't think like that was ever going to make or break them. And I don't know if anyone, I don't think anyone thought that. I think, I think, you know, bringing back Hill and bringing back Lopez, that's going to be good enough to have them right at the top of the East again with Giannis. Um, who knows? Has he even hit his prime yet? (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, so that teams like the East is super interesting. The top because um, you got Philly, you got Milwaukee. If if Kawhi stays, which honestly I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to the Lakers. But if he does, obviously Toronto is going to be up there, um, and then Boston, man, Boston. They just. Oh, man, they're going to be good, unfortunately. I don't think they're a contender or anything, but they're going to be good. Um, that's the other thing. That was done for – I knew that days ago, uh, as I think everyone did. Um, Kimba Walker to the Boston Celtics. That one is very – that one's hard. Um, that one's hard for me because I loved Kimba, but it's a good fit in Boston. Uh, in Stevens' system, he, Stevens has shown that he can get the most out of guards like him. Like, as big of a dick as Kyrie was all season and as miserable as it seemed like it was to be on the same team as him, he still put up fantastic numbers and on it very efficiently and was – really good honestly and then what he did with isaiah thomas like i think and then kimba gets put into a team with all those wings man all those wings that can really defend and jalen and tatum and hayward if he can get back to peak form and then you know we'll see what they do at center losing horford's gonna hurt big time and i honestly i if they would have got horford back i think they could have been a finals contender losing him is is going to be tough um but yeah man i mean what they've done to kind of you know because you you looked at it after the season and everyone really knew Kyrie was gone and then the horford stuff leaked out near the draft that they were going to lose him it really was like okay you know as a boston hater was like okay good they're gonna have to kind of rebuild on the fly here they still have a decent situation with Jalen and and Tatum, and they saw some good assets like the Memphis pick. But now with the with the Kemba signing, it's like okay, this is definitely a playoff team. They're going to be pretty good. Um, 
and they still have that Memphis pick that they could flip to add another piece to this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's there. And then you got Hayward who that, that injury was never going to be a one-year injury. That was a two-year injury. So the second year off that, uh, should maybe not, I don't think back to peak Hayward, but still back to very good player, maybe really good player. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think we can really even overstate how negative of an impact Kyrie had on that locker room. Um, I don't think it was all Kyrie's fault. I think Stevens has a lot of blame on that, but Kyrie's just weird, man. Like all week leading up to this, Kyrie was like, he was in Japan or something for some reason. And he was like doing the weirdest shit on his Instagram, like just weird ass shit. And that's just Kyrie. But, um, yeah, I think Kimba is 90% of Kyrie, but without all the extra stuff that comes with Kyrie and Kyrie's good enough that you put up with that. But yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's impressive the way Boston has kind of pieced this together after a really disappointing season. So they're going to be good. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see if the Jimmy trade happens. Trying to think of any other moves. I'm going through Twitter right now. This is great podcasting. It's been so much that happened. I just... I can't even really... I can't... I'm really exhausted, and I've just really stared at my phone all day. Um, Yeah, the DeAndre Jordan contract is fucking ridiculous. Like... He's not good anymore. I talked about it at first, but I just saw that again. I was like, Jesus. Crazy. Honestly, I can't remember a year that had this much roster over. I mean, again, maybe everyone says this every summer, but this summer especially, man, I can't remember a summer with this much roster over roster turnover for this many teams. Like just crazy. Like the Jazz have never had an offseason like this, especially coming off a, a 51 season like that. Crazy, man. Rudy Gay back to the Spurs, whatever. Um Dwayne Deadman got a, re- a like crazy money for Dwayne Deadman. Like holy shit. Uh, I guess we should talk about the Knicks. I was gonna. I, w- I wish Seth was here because I want to talk about the Knicks with him, but he bailed on me. Um, but the Knicks. So they signed Bobby Portis, and they signed um, Julius Randle, and then they said they weren't gonna offer Katie the max because they were worried about the Achilles injury. 
So let's talk about that part of it first. Like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys to not offer that man the max? <laughs> I mean, all the dumb shit you guys have done over the year, and you're not going to offer Kevin fucking Durant the max? I don't care what injury he's coming off of. You guys knew Amari Stoudemire's knees were shot, and you gave him all the money. You know how to do the same for KD? I don't blame him for bouncing and going to the, your crosstown rival. Bum-ass James Dolan. Um, the Randall signing... Um, I've ne- I've always liked Julius. I think he's a good player. Uh, he's going to put up hella stats in that team, too. So, he's going to crazy stats. Like, if you're into fantasy basketball, daily fantasy, that stuff, Julius Randall, he's going to eat because they don't have any scores. I mean, you you gonna like you gonna let RJ and and Kevin Knox chuck, but they're not gonna make a lot. So Julius gonna get all their fucking points. It's late. I'm sorry for swearing so much. I'm gonna get us the explicit tag almost instantly. Um, <clears throat> the Portis signing, like I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. They leak out a few days before free agency that oh, if they strike out and they don't get Kyrie and KD. Um, which they knew they weren't getting Kyrie. And I think they knew they weren't getting KD too. But they're going to play, be patient and roll the cap space over. Uh, Ian Begley, he wrote it. He wrote that. It leaks, it leaks out. He's, he's locked into the Knicks. So you know that comes from the Knicks. And then instead they do this, which is, I'm fine with. Like next year's free agency class is meh, especially compared to this one. So it's kind of... You know, whatever you sign, Julius. You sign Bobby. You want to be at least not an embarrassment um, for the fifty thousandth straight year. But I mean, let's just talk about how all summer—not uh, all summer, all season. First of all, they trade Porzingis, which the Dallas picks look decent, so that's good. But trade looks pretty bad now. You missed out on your your options and why you traded him. It looks pretty bad now. Um, And well, all year, Dolan's on the on the radio. Oh, the agents say it's gonna go our way. The agents say it's gonna go our way. Okay, okay, yeah, clown. I feel bad for the Knicks fans. I really do, just because this owner you have, and obviously this has been a problem for so long now, so long. But this owner you have is just an absolute disgrace and. Right now, this is going to get dark quick, but you're hoping for him to either sell the team. You hope he sells the team. That, there was rumors about that early in the season. Or this dude dies. Like Seriously. like That's your hope right now. Obviously, you should never, ever, 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 ever be, I mean, be perfectly clear about that. Hope for someone to die. But, like, dog, you have no chance with him as the owner. Players around the league, like I talked last episode, players talk to players. Everyone in the league knows this guy's a joke. Everyone, no one wants to play for this dude. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel for you guys, Knicks fans. Pour one out, man. It was going to be Zion, KD, and Kyrie all in MSG. Y'all were going to be back. 
Um, now it's Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, Frank Nailakina. <laughs> like life comes at you fast, man. Comes at you fast. That's a perfect version of that I tweeted that too. I'm like repeating some of the tweets I had today, which again, not great podcasting, but man, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like <clears throat> someone tweeted it best, and I want to give him proper credit. Um. Cole Zwicker, Zwicker. I'm guarantee I'm butchering that last name, but he just tweeted like before I hopped on. He's like, "Man, what the fuck happened today?" <laughs> because what what the fuck did happen today? Crazy. Um, what a day, man. I'm trying to think. I think I hit all the big news. Um, the Jazz are gonna be really good, man. The Jazz are gonna be really good. I think I should end on that. The Jazz are going to be really freaking good. Uh, another thing, another interesting, uh, I just thought of the D'Lo thing. Last thing and then get out of here. So D'Lo, he's going to get all Clay's minutes this season before Clay comes back. And then <clears throat> with D'Lo on the roster, you will feel no need to uh, run, rush Clay back or anything like that. You can let Clay take his time and. You know, hopefully Steph, D'Lo, Dre, um, can keep you in in it within striking distance of the playoffs, whatnot. Um, and then worst case scenario, you have a young asset that that you can flip. So I still like now. I've I've thought about it a lot. I still do like this quite a bit from the worst perspective. Again, it sucks for losing losing Iggy because. You know, Iggy's their guy. Iggy's Iggy's the best. But Katie did them a massive favor by doing the sign and trade, man. Um, and getting him that, like getting D'Lo, uh, huge. So, and like I said, there, there's really no downside to that. I really, I mean, I I don't see much. But anyway, yeah, the, uh, my Utah Jazz, our Utah Jazz, are going to be really good. And as we sit here on six thirty. 2019, 10:58 p.m. The Utah Jazz are the favorites in the Western Conference. That could change. Kawhi could sign tomorrow. <laughs> they go to L.A., the Lakers, and that could all change. But as we sit right now, that's how it is. Enjoy it, guys. Like I said, so like I said last episode, this stuff doesn't happen. The Jazz, the Jazz are all in. If you couldn't tell, all in. I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. Again, please share this podcast with anyone and everyone. Subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Just unsubscribe so you can subscribe again. Hook your boy up for free, you know, free content. Just help me out, you know. But yeah, that's going to do it, man. So peace. <laughs>